right, let me do a little intro. Um, that's staying in, Barney. That's staying in, Barney. Hi, I'm Andy Goodman. You may know me from such... No, I have the gang here. I have the old farts. Can I call you the old farts? Is that insulting or do you take it with the... You can call me the old farts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Older, old and... I, I, <laughs> I am old and I do farts, so yeah, yes, perfect. yes. Why not? Well... Let's let's also for for the more modern for the, for the more easily offended amongst us. Let's say it's the White Dwarf sessions or the White Dwarf crew. I don't know. Even though we're not really playing White Dwarf games anymore, but maybe we will in the future. But what um, what we did, in fact, our last game was was absolutely not a White Dwarf game. Our last game was, in fact, something that um, you will be hearing very soon. Maybe even straight after this. It it is a an attempt we made, as a group, to create horror to create audio horror um, and I have got us all back together two weeks after the rather well I don't know how you could do uh, what adjective to use um, weird ending <laughs> thrilling or <laughs> horrific whatever I think if we got horrific then I'd be happy but the um, ending how, how about moist moist <laughs> yeah that is the most horrifying <laughs> word in the English language so yes I think that's about right mm. the moist ending of of this horror game, which which I called uh, rather fitting, I think Island of Death. Um, and and first, before we say it, before everyone starts, should we make this spoiler free or spoilerific? Because I think it, is it is going to be possible to talk I about. I can't it? remember really a fucking thing <laughs> that's happened. So. I, well, yeah, I was going to say I think it's possible to talk about it without spoilers but i'll tell you what it's no guarantee that there won't just, be any. let's just beat around the bush a little bit shall we just say what oh, we're saying yeah, we're good at that. if there are spoilers yeah. i'll put a spoiler warning i'll have you put a spoiler warning before this or you could just bleep them out, out. yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah all right so um i will shut up now and but i'm going to pick on one of you and the person i'm going to pick on is tj because we he has already told me that he thinks we didn't achieve what we were trying to do. He's already oh. told me that last night. A dissenter. Well, I don't know. Maybe everyone <laughs> agrees with him. So, TJ, tell me, did we, we get to horror? <clears throat> maybe we he might talk us around. Maybe we didn't achieve what I wanted to do. I don't know. Well, well what, what, was it, what, what was it that you wanted to achieve that you don't think we quite met? Discover well, marine yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the terrifying moments were always seem few and far between. I thought Spencer uh, had some really dark moments, spoiler free, so we won't get into it. But there was one yeah. moment that was really creepy, and if we could have captured that kind of feeling and played into it more, um, or if we can do that more in the future, I think I'd I would dig that. Um, I, I fear that we use humor as a defense mechanism to avoid mm. any sort of drama, uh, whether it not not really as much that we're using humor to like escape the horror, like, oh, this is too scary. I'm going to make a joke about it, but more that we get self-conscious of what we're doing and it's easier to make a joke than to play a character straight. Mm. I, yeah, I, and I put myself yeah. in the worst uh, offenders in that category. But um, when you say we used horror to a uh, humor to deflect, it's not like we were trying to not be scared. It's not like no, no, you, you would do that in a situation where you're feeling a bit anxious, maybe. Sure, or, or... 
I think it's more using humor to deflect from getting into the characters in the drama. Hmm. At least for me, I would rather well, I would rather play a character straighter and um, maybe a little less one dimensional if possible. But it's something I need to work on. Hmm. It's very easy for me to fall into just riffing caricature silliness. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyone else would, would, would care to respond? Um, well, I was just thinking about the, the the response to, you know, absurd situations, which uh, um, you you can kind of go either way, can't you? Um, there, I mean, there's certainly an absurd element to the, the horror that we found ourselves in. Uh, and it's all about, I think, what, which elements get emphasized or what, you know, what were you, you lean in, in, in the moment. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm talking nonsense because you're all looking very blank. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, but I, I don't want to say too much because I, I've been thinking about it a lot and I, and I think I, I have some, 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 uh, conclusions, but I'll leave that to the end. I just want to hear from you guys really. I just I just want to say for the record that I think at the beginning I worked harder than anyone to be serious. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think quite I, probably, I get the I? I get the serious award. <laughs> I, it, um and and I well, think Andy, I think Andy, you every fucking opportunity <laughs> you had to be serious, you fucking weren't. You fucking <laughs> I when, we, and, I and as we went on as we went on, it got funnier and funnier again. And Can, and I kind of did lose my shit a little bit with that. I'm Go not, on, TJ. I, oh, hmm. I, have, I, no. I want to defend Andy a little bit. It's not that Andy makes it funny. It's that he tees it up for us. <laughs> he, like, he like lays something out there and like, that we can't help yeah, 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 run yeah. with. And then yeah. he's like, okay, if that's what we're doing, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Where did you want us to go? I, but I remember at least, I remember at least a couple of occasions where you made some shit up on the spot, Andy, and you're pissing yourself laughing with what it is. So I think, I think that the mo like, we tried most of the time to laugh on mute or kind of off, not on yeah. our turn. And mm. we were all pissing ourselves at different times and desperately, desperately trying not to, what? you know, make it. Yeah. Let's you know, let's break, make let's, break let's the, do a, the fourth wall of humor. Let's do a little spoiler but, now. Let's let's have an example of that because I'm not sure that's how I saw it. Well, when I, you partially... edit it out, when you edit it out, it'll be fine because <laughs> no one will hear it. <laughs> but then they'll think, why? What? What are they talking about? Um. So. I think. All right. Well, let's keep going around because I, I I could respond to all of those points in, in depth, but I I want to hear everyone's opinion. Well, the th the thing I think that you're talking about, Barney, is the your initial introduction to the horror was with the the incident in the attic, the fucking cactus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was quite brilliant. It was ludicrous, it was brilliant. but it was brilliant. But, but quite horrible at the same time and the atmosphere listening back to it i think the atmosphere was right it was silly but also no 
we I think I think we I think we kind of gradually I think we gradually got more into our humorous mode as it went on. I think I think we started well enough and I think we I think it developed naturally um and 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 we we lost that seriousness that we were trying like we lost the attempt I... to be serious but I tell you I don't think I don't think we should I don't think we should put ourselves into the other containers like I don't think we should fit ourselves into something we're not because we have a great time doing all of this stuff and I totally take on TJ's points about that and maybe we could work a bit harder with the drama and you could make it a bit less like EastEnders and we could just get in with the the, the, the shit like the horror shit <laughs> that's probably the worst insult anyone's oh. ever applied to me like I've told you many times I've told you many times make it less melodrama get Get into the fucking horror. That's what I keep saying. We, keep we saying no, 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 I, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but I, if, if we okay, give them horror, let, if we I give them horror, then they, if they, if we give them horror, then they won't appreciate the horror. I need that's, to respond to that. Kind of I need to respond to that. I think that is a very unfair characterization because I think something that we, I, we did differently is we, we went, we did go for straight to these. Um, moments of of horror. These these yeah, yeah, yeah. there wasn't yeah, yeah. a lot of build up. The the the, the characterization is necessary, I think, because you've got to end up caring about these characters in some way. Otherwise, it's just watching people fall into a pit, which is funny. Mm. Yeah. But you know, it doesn't. So we would never have got to Spencer's um, Ray's really I intense scene if we hadn't had all that build up with Angie and with the builders yeah. doing their bits, and you know, it just wouldn't have happened. And yeah, I think yeah. also, I mean, in order to get to those moments of horror, it's not just the build-up, but you do need tonal variation. And more often than not, that does involve a bit of humour. Hmm. That the humour... Humour is weird in horror, in that, yes, sometimes it can undermine the horror. Sometimes it can be used, as you said, as that escape valve for the fear that's building up and let it out. But other times it's there to adjust the levels of tension, because if you just ratchet tension up over and over without any releases, it becomes numbing. But if you do have those releases, if you can adjust the level of tension and then build it up again, then it does sometimes get genuinely frightening. And uh, humour isn't the only way of doing that, and there are some great horror films that have got absolutely no humour mm. in them at all. But you have also, say, horror films that are incredibly effective that you don't think of as being humorous, uh, like, I mean, classic, I'd say, is The Haunting from 1963. Mm. Uh, I mean, you don't think of that as being a funny film. It's mm. got a very nihilistic <laughs> ending. It's got some fantastically dark moments in it. But at the same time, you have some comic relief characters. You have a few moments of dialogue that are absolutely humorous. You have a noisy cat in the background who's yes. demanding attention. Uh, <laughs> I'll trade and... you at one daughter for one noisy cat. <laughs> But but the point is that I mean you, you don't think of that as being a comedy at all, and it's not. But those those moments of humour make the horror all the more marked. And I'm not saying that's exactly what happened here, but I'm, all I'm saying is that the fact that we did end up laughing, you know, every now and then, possibly a bit more than we should have, doesn't mean that it's not successful as horror. Hmm. Nikki, there was some you... really 
weird bits, weren't there? There was a, like you know mm. when the van drove off and we heard the shouting and the pig's ear and yeah, uh, all of, you know there was some you know so I am absolutely yeah. totally taking you know over egging the whole uh, East Enders <laughs> thing. You know yeah, you did you uh, did some lovely weird nasty horrible stuff. Sorry, you were going to ask Nikki something. Yeah, I, Nikki, you came in pretty late, right. yeah. um, only for the last three or four sessions. But you came in for that moment of where where Spencer was, um, you know, really de digging deep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to, and to... I was just going to say, I, I texted you after that that I thought that was one of the creepiest moments. I won't go into details, as we said, but in a horror game that I've ever had, it was like skin crawling in a way. I think that was a really good example of horror done correctly in my opinion yeah. you and spencer both were just fabulous in that and and, and it, it is really hard because when i came into the scene the first thing i saw in the game was scott talking to his dead friend's dead friend's head on a, <laughs> on a you know <laughs> on a wagon so it's hard not to giggle a little bit and i don't know what that says about me but it's just no, no, you know no i think i, I think that's, like, that's fair yeah. enough i think that's fair enough that is inherently yeah, humorous I... that's evil dead versus yeah versus, um, exactly. you know, the devil's backbone or whatever. Yeah, I think that's the thing with gore in particular, that if you ramp up the gore and the bloodshed to a certain degree, it becomes ludicrous. It becomes inherently funny. And I think there was an element of that towards the end. I mean, certainly with the bits I was involved with, that it you know, just became so overly, overly uh, sorry, so viscerally over the top that, that yeah, it was kind of hard not to use humour there. Mm. But I think in the first moment you you encountered um uh uh, uh um what's his what was his name I can't remember his character name. Johnny Jimmy Jimmy yeah. in that first scene that was that was that wasn't funny that was horrible <laughs> when you were sort of I... went up to your room and he was there sitting there or or maybe it was funny yeah I. Don't know. I... I mean, the the thing that probably didn't help me there, and this is no reflection on what you were doing or the setup or anything like that, was the association my brain made was with American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the, those those scenes, those equivalent scenes in American Werewolf in London, were very much humorous ones. I mean, yeah. they were you know, quite nasty ones, and they had a really serious point mm. to them, but they were humorous. And I, I guess it was a bit difficult for me not to make that comparison, which mm. probably injected a bit more humor in that scene than was actually there. Yeah, maybe. Yes, well, yes, that's a really I think, good call. I think TJ's and Scott's characters were the most interesting ones. And they were just wonderful. And, you know, we've got, you know, like a, an exploitation film producer and uh, like a mega rich... Um, lunatic? Lunatic, yeah. <laughs> Amateur archaeologist, I was going to say, but lunatic would be fine. Um, and, I mean, to get into those characters... I think that they've got to be funny as well. It, mm. You know, so so for TJ to come up with another character that he's got on his boat or another project that he's done in the past or another idea, they've got to be absurd because they're such big characters. And for Scott to pull out, oh, another production that he did that he'd forgotten about where they had nuns or whatever, you know, it, that's amazing. And that's what I mean about not trying to do something that we're, that we don't, we don't naturally gravitate mm. towards. And I, that may have been a limitation of this being more of a one shot than what we've been playing, because then we, we don't have that connection. So we're just kind of 
free to make these characters larger than life and not really care what happens to them. Whereas when we go back to the straight white dwarf games with these characters we've had for a long, some of you for a really long time now, there would be a, a major uh, emotional response, I think, if we lose one of these characters. You could say unless an it's Barney's un, character. That seems to happen a lot to Barney. You could say an, un, un, an unrealistically long time for Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's Nikki, my. Sorry. I guess that's my. Sorry, Nikki. Were you going to say something? Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, I guess that's my thing about the melodrama. If you're telling us that our characters have survived longer than normal, then, then. We need we need to get fucked up more, don't we? Um, I, uh, we're just lucky. Well, we're just lucky with our roles. You were lucky. We? You were I, really lucky. We're just <laughs> lucky with our roles. <laughs> I did been. try to I mean, kill you. I did. Well, you know the Labrador. It's fine. It's all fine. It's all water <laughs> under the bridge. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but but I I I I disagree with that, Barney. I'd say that if you have character longevity in a game like Call of Cthulhu then it actually, I think, helps make it a bit more scary because you've got more invested in the character. If you have too high an attrition rate, then it's hard to develop any kind of emotional connection with the character you're playing. But if you play them over a number of adventures and build them up and sort of seen the way they've, they've been shaped by the things they've encountered, uh, then you start relating to them as people. And so if something generally terrible does happen to them, you care about it in a way that you don't if it's someone you've only been paying, playing for three weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and you and Spencer are the backbone of the white white dwarf crew, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> the focal, the focus, the focus. Oh, I get, right, yes. You've been yes. there since the beginning. Uh, you know, you've seen other friends come and go in different ways. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I definitely think that's a good point. I think character or investment in a character is really important, and that can be hard to get in a shorter um, game, I guess. Uh, so let's let's wrap up because we've been going for about twenty five minutes, and uh, we've got lots of other things to do today. That's enough patrons. Um, that's enough. No, no. But <laughs> I, I just want to um, conclude it with it with just uh, my perspective a bit because. Um, I, I like what you said, Barney. I, I think what you said is right because I think what we, you know, I've listened back to most of it um, as, as I always do just to make sure I've recorded things properly and whatever. Um, and I think it's very successful. I, I don't, I, I, but I do agree with TJ that, that I don't think it's quite the, the serious horror thing that I had in my head, but I think it's actually something else and something really quite good. Um, I think that you all played really interesting and vivid characters. I think that it was very much playing off each other. And, and I, I think the fact that you all had your own story arcs, storylines in a way that kept converging and diverging was really successful because it made your horror more personal to each of you. Um, but, and, and, and also the fact that, that, you know, it was, it was almost entirely improvised. So the fact that it even worked at all was a bit of a miracle. Um, we'll see what happens when, when, when it actually gets edited and put together. But I, I think it's been successful. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, mm. and, and I think going slightly into spoiler territory, I would just want to just wrap up, but, but, but maybe we can have a tiny bit more discussion. 
what about the ending? Because I was going for something really specific with that ending. Because I was thinking, you know, I actually, although it was improvised, I had, of course, had two weeks to think about it because I knew it was coming, sort of. I vaguely knew what was coming. And I thought, I can't just, I, I could, I can't just kill everyone with some big horrible monster that comes along. That's too, that's not, it's a bit uninteresting doing that. Mm. So I went for something that was much more ambiguous. And I really, but, I really liked the ending, just my two cents, a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the I mean, ending was solid, but mm. uh, I, I like the way it played out. I I loved the fact that the the roles went the way they went. Yeah, yes, it, it, it allowed <laughs> it to just really flow, and, all, and for everyone to sort of a little bit be involved in the telling. Um, yeah, that makes sense without giving too mm. much away. Yeah, 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 and and that's the other point is that it was driven, of course, by by the dice largely. That whole ending, it could have gone in many different ways. I mean. Some of you could have theoretically escaped, but you didn't. So, oh, spoiler! Um, I mean, Scott, you—you you, technically you escaped, but you are permanently insane. So, so I don't know whether that's a win yes. or a lose. It's a form of escape. Yeah. I, but yeah, I—I I, I think all the characters did have interesting endings, and like you say, some of them were more ambiguous, and I think that works really well. I think there are far more horrific things you can do to a character in Call of Cthulhu than kill them. Mm. In many ways, killing a character is the least interesting possible outcome for them. Uh, exposure to the Cthulhu mythos is a transformative experience, and usually not for the better. Mm. And I think playing that aspect of it up is always good in the game. Yeah. I, I... That's, isn't that a big part of the characters that have survived in the old parts game that they've been warped and changed by what they've mm -hmm. seen and things that have mm. happened to them? Like oh, yeah. Milton, especially, if I remember correctly, has some very yes. weird <laughs> affectations. I've certainly changed, yes. I mean, maybe in the next <laughs> game with Milton, he, he needs to show more warped parts of, of him as a result. I mean, I I think you do you play it as a well, sort of... Maybe I'll lose my trousers more often. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, the, 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 you know, the other thing that I was going for was, uh, obviously, the reason I, I sort of wanted to do this is that I've been reading a lot of horror fiction in the last year, like a, a hell of a lot. And part of me loves those ones that end in this very ambiguous way. Part of me hates it, but part of me loves it. And, and, and I think when it's done well, it's really good. And it can be satisfying. And when it's done badly, you're left thinking, well, well, what happened? And you get kind of angry because it's like you wanted a, a resolution. So I was sort of trying to play with that a bit. Yeah. Um, we'll see, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, well, I think there's different kinds of satisfying resolutions to a horror story and by extension to a horror RPG. There's the, the nice, neat narrative resolution where you tie up the loose ends and to some extent explain what happens but then there's the the emotionally satisfying mm. ones where perhaps mm. all the questions aren't answered there are still what appears to be some dangling plot threads but it all feels so emotionally right and cathartic that that is the resolution in itself mm. yeah. yeah 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 i mean and 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 you know i was somewhat inspired by robert aikman as as i mentioned mm. earlier and um you know his endings are just hit that right, that perfect balance for me between not explaining everything but leaving you feeling like you've you've it's concluded in in the right way. I don't, I don't know whether anyone else has read Robert Aikman, but highly recommend it, him. But oh, yeah, if I if I, if I if I if I remember correctly, 
um, Scott's character sailed off. So Scott's character mm. was permanently insane, sailed off in a yacht <laughs> with the freaky woman who might eat him. Might, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If she and, gets hungry. You know, I mean, th- that's that's funny. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but also terrifying. Totally, totally, absolutely. But it's funny. But you and and Nora and and Spencer and TJ, you all ended up in some sort of conjoined Nora, marriage. Nora. Mm. <laughs> You mean the um, travel between games? <laughs> sorry, and 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 Nikki, yeah. um, and and uh, and Meredith. What, yeah, but but you're trying to say that that off, you know, that offsets the humour of Scott's character, like getting what is it? It's like um, uh, romancing the stone almost, except it's not a city. <laughs> it's a... yeah, but when that yacht kind of just um, sails into Southampton Harbour, and there's just this. Um, naked woman sitting there chewing on on um yeah. on the sid's femur yeah, yeah. <laughs> sid's femur coming back you know that, that's a yeah it's funny anyway. <laughs> okay <laughs> right well um on that note barney thank you for undermining my anytime 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 no no I, I i think we all agree that we we we, we got somewhere good yeah. i don't know whether we achieved exactly what we were trying mm. to do but we it, it I, you know, I think we did something very interesting. Yeah, and I thought I there were some so, really. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Scott. No, no, sorry, Nikki. Uh, I was going to say I thought there was some really, even just a little bit. I was in. I thought there were some really great moments, both of well used humor, because as Scott said, humor can be well used in horror, and also just really creepy moments. Like I said, that moment with Spencer, it, it, it's haunting, and I think if you can get it, you know, edited and and really nice, it's going to mm. haunt people who listen to it. I, I really do think that. I think the ending was just spectacular. So. Oh, great. Well, are we going to end there? No, uh, Scott, you 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 had one yeah, final sorry, comment. Scott. No, no, I didn't. I I think I uh, I think I actually said everything I was about to say there. Okay. Uh, at least I hope I did because I can't remember what I was saying. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Well, we'll leave it there on that wonderful note. Mm-hmm.